Welcome everyone. My name is Caitlin Forth. I'm the International Employer Liaison Officer here at Careers Network. And we are so excited because for this episode of Career Talk, we are joined by Rocco Lee. Rocco works at KPMG China um, in the campus recruitment side of things. So welcome Rocco. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello everyone and thank you Kate. Looking forward to the chat today. Yeah, we're really excited to have you. Um, so today we're going to be talking about gamification and um, kind of how companies use gamification in the recruitment and selection process and, and kind of give you some insider tips on gamification in itself, because whilst it's not brand new, we are seeing more and more companies are using or are moving towards gamification in their um, certainly within graduate recruitment, but just generally within um, recruitment processes. So um, Rocco, I thought, if you don't mind, would you mind just um, kind of starting by introducing yourself and a little bit about what your role entails? All right, so I've done campus recruiting for over 12 years now. Um, I started at Goldman Sachs uh, and I pretty much did everything in the campus recruiting space besides IBD, which I would say it's the juiciest part, but oh, but I did everything else. Um, afterwards, I went to Bloomberg um, and I started with their graduate program in China. Uh, so the first two batches of their China graduates should all know me because I was the first round interviewer and the last round interviewer. And relating back to the topic, I was also part of their assessment uh, center creation, um, which, which started off my whole gamification journey. Um, afterwards, I went to PwC. Uh, there, I, I was responsible for the campus recruiting team before joining the Xventure uh, program management team. Um, and, and, and a simple way of putting it there, I created a program which from zero to 1000 only took us like three years. Um, which, which I'm quite proud of. And it's like the first management training program in the big four, um, along with, uh, well, I guess it's, it's a totally new concept. And then afterwards I joined KPMG and um, I'm also creating a program called Basecamp. Um, hopefully it would turn out more effective than Xventure program at PwC. Um, but, <laughs> you know, uh, let, let's see where, where it takes me. So currently, uh, I'm, I'm driving uh, the campus recruiting and employer branding team here at KPMG. Um, so I look after the selection process. I look at what kind of students we're targeting, what kind of universities we want to work with, uh, how we want to brand ourselves with universities as well as with the, the greater public. Um, the only part which I am not responsible for is how we brand ourselves with our clients. Um, that's more for the markets team. Yeah. But anything relating to our EVP or, or just... When people think of KPMG, normal people think of KPMG, what do they think of? Now, that would be my space. And, and I've also, um, from my previous experiences from Goldman, Bloomberg, and PwC, one of the things that we try to teach university students is the change of mindset. Um, and that's the other part that I'm working strongly on. It's how we change people who are from student mindset to a employee or a more commercial mindset, because that, that is normally a key change. Um, and, and hopefully uh, I'm, I'm able to help you guide, walk over this bridge. I think in life, there's many key decisions that you need to make, um, such as who you marry, whether to have mm -hmm. kids or not, um, which university, what major, and what would be your first job. 
Um, these are all key factors that I'm glad that I, I'm able to participate in one. And, and throughout my whole career journey, no matter what kind of role I've taken, I've always stayed on this decision point. So what should your first job be? Um, that, that essentially is the key passion that I have and the focus that I do have on, on I guess, helping people. I think it's, uh, it's such an interesting point. And I mean, you have a, such a breadth of experience, but it's, you know, we regularly say to students that that first job kind of springboards you onto whatever path you want to go down. And whilst it's not impossible to change direction, every experience that you have and you gather helps shape who you are. So that first experience outside of university, that first job that you have outside of university is really critical in helping shape who you are as an employee, but also what path you're going to go down, what roles you might have in future. You know, every, every door that you open kind of leads you to new possibilities and, and leads you down a certain path. So I think that's a really um, kind of important point that you made. Um, just in terms of gamification, it's something that um, we tend to find within careers as a real um, buzzword lately. Um, we find more and more employers are talking about how they use gamification. Can you just give um, some of our students just a little bit of background into what you mean by what is gamification within the recruitment and selection process? Okay, so so there's a few parts that I do work on in the gamification place. Um, first part is our marketing. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second part would be our selection. And then the third part would be talent identification, which kind of is selection, but it's, it's a little different and I'll explain it soon. So, so we've been hosting a lot of campus talks. Mm -hmm. um, and on these campus talks, we sometimes I come and say some stuff or the business come and say some stuff or we find some superstars, you know, we, we find a lot of people to come and do the talking. But, but in fact, it's quite hard for students to understand what we do by talking. So instead, we want to do it by walking. So we yeah. created a game um, which lasts around one hour, which okay. talks about our four uh, three key businesses and one support function. So in that one hour, we let you experience what tax does, what advisory does, what audit does, as well as what supporting function does. And, and that game, um, which you call House of Cards, will give you this experience um, where, where without us telling you what we do, you get to experience for 20 minutes. And if you're keen on this, mm -hmm. then you can go ahead and explore. But the thing about being a commercial entity is we need all kinds of people. So, so even though tax may look more on your analytical skills or your negotiation skills, doesn't mean that the other two doesn't. It's just that they focus more on this. Yeah. And then advisory looks more at your presentation skills and your negotiation skills. So we also have ways to like have fun in, in doing all this. And the, for audit, it's, it's, well, you audit. So, mm -hmm. so it's quite technical there. But uh, what's important is for all the people who does audit, I mean, you would know companies better than the company staff knows themselves because you okay. know what's happening in the finance. But anyway, long story short, we give you this experience. So that's the marketing piece. And then during the selection piece, we actually let them play the same game again. Okay. But um, instead of those, just those three elements, um, which we also look at their soft skills, but on top of their department, we actually add a version, which is more specifically for tax audit advisory or supporting functions. Okay. So, so we dive a little deeper into it, um, but the concept is still there. 
So this actually, uh, really interestingly, last year when we trial run this process, this gave a lot of students, uh, they made it a lot less nervous. And, and, and why am I putting this nervousness is I think a lot of people's in traditional interviews, they, they tend to exaggerate. Yeah. And, and because of this, um, we need to find ways where instead of you telling us what you think we want to hear, you are actually doing it naturally. Um, so we've been changing the way we do interviews from doing a lot of talking into walking. So once again, jumping back to what gamification is, is instead of talking, we let you walk because your actions don't lie. And yeah. even if you, at the end of the day, you do these actions to lie to us because that's what, you, what we want you to do, you will never be happy. Then you'll actually leave. So, so everybody loses at the end. I'm a very good interviewee, meaning if you put me up for any job, I can pretty much BS my way into it. Like, yeah. Anyway, after interviewing so many people, you tend to get these new skills. Uh, but so long story short, but if you put me into the job's shoes, that would be a lot tougher, right? Because my actions, my subconsciousness would let me know whether I want to do this on a daily basis or not. And that to me is the key indicator for all Gen Z recruitment or all campus recruiting in general um, is at the end of the day, whenever we do these gamification processes, it's not about finding the right person because in the past, when we hire people for factory work or commercialness, normally it's, it's you have disability or you don't. But mm -hmm. now we have technology, we have AI, we have RPA, APIs, they would be able to do a lot of these no-brainer decisions and no-brainer actions. So what we look for is actually innovation, concept, being bold, being able to challenge. And traditional interviews do not test these attributes, do not let us see these attributes. It's only during the games where we can see these attributes. And why is this important is pretty much in this world, anything besides communication or um, working together can be replaced by AI mm -hmm. at, at this moment. So hence, when we look at people, we want to look at skills which AI cannot do, AI cannot replace at the very moment, right? And because of this, we look a lot more at communication. We look more about their passion because when you have passion to do something, you would never suck at it because you care. And when you care about something, you'll do well naturally. So a lot of times what we're looking for now and why we move into gamification is let you experience what it is like to work there and how we work. And then therefore you would know that it's something that you would want or care about at, at the start, at, at least, you know, in the better direction. <laughs> um, so, so it's these kind of processes that, that allows us to, to identify the right talent to join us. So what does this mean actually? In the past when there was all these online tests that ask you all these questions, um, there's normally a right and wrong answer. But in mm -hmm. fact, now all the tests that we use, um, they, they help us identify how you want to work and how you work most successfully. So we look into their communication skills, we look into their personality traits, and we look at how they fit into the team. So right now, whenever we do these online tests, there is no right or wrong answer in the sense that we ask all our performers and top performers to do the test, and we actually also low performers. So we ask everybody to do the test. And then we make sure the test uh, is a reflective part of our whole population. And then we ask our candidates to do it. So, so we know 
on the likelihood whether you'll succeed or not. And it pretty much the whole firm would do it on a yearly basis. At least that's the ideal goal. So okay. we know we know what at what level we need what traits, and then at what departments you need what traits at what level at what region. So the interesting thing of all this data that we have collected is by region, by title, by department. Um, the, the success factors are different and we need to find a way to balance. And in these three, that's already a lot of variables that we need to consider. Um, so, so this has been an interesting way for us to work. So we've been trying to find this magic formula, but ideally the magic formula is that it will never be perfect, but it's a good indication. I mean, at the end of the day, we hope that it's not a selection process in the sense that we want to knock people out, but we want to make sure you can succeed. And all the people that join us will succeed, right? Because that is why you'll stay is because this is the right place for you to succeed. Um, and, and I think in the traditional sense, when we do the traditional interviews, we always have interviewers who just who just want to find a younger version of themselves, which, which you know, <laughs> do we really want 10 of me or do we just want one of me and nine others which can, you know, cover my weaknesses, right? So in, in this sense, HR talent has been, well, HR looking after talent has been making sure that we have successful teams, having different strengths in each of the core groups. So there will always be one that's extra good in communication, one that's extra good in the technical side, extra good somewhere. Everybody has their strengths. This way, they can find their own value um, within the team and within the firm. So, so I, what, what I just said is very ideal um, for the record, where we're still <laughs> trying to... Uh, trying to find our path, but that's the direction we're heading towards. And definitely gamification is a start. Um, I do think that for, uh, for like uh, our online tests to what we're doing in uh, talent identification to what we're trying to use as the right kind of communication skills, what kind of personality traits, uh, I would say this only from a global level, this only started like three, four years ago. And then using this as part of our big data, I would say like one or two years ago, so whether you say this is a very mature kind of space, it's not, but it's very interesting because uh, I think in the, in the early 1900s, no, sorry, early 2000s, oh, we're like Gen Z now. <laughs> but, but, but anyway, long story short, um, when we started this whole corporate or commercialization or industrialization, it, it was started off with a lot of factories. And in factories, there was always going to be right and wrong answers. But now we have moved into this innovative tech technology, metaverse, NFT, crypto kind of generation <laughs> where, where it's not whether it's right or wrong. In the past, I believe there's always going to be the right talent for the right job. But now it's, it's up to the recruiters or up to HR to help people find where they'll succeed at. And, and a lot of times when they join us as graduates, um, the place where they'll succeed hasn't even been developed yet. So, so that's the other part. So, so whenever we look at talent, we look at these personality traits, these success factors to see how you can innovate. And then for us then to support you so that you can succeed. And when we help you succeed naturally, you'll do the firm well. <laughs> I think it's, it's, you raise so many valid points in there. And I think, you know, it's really, really crucial for everyone to understand that, um, a job is not just about um, going there, 
starting work, turning your computer on or, or what, however you start work, working your hours and then leaving and being a robot. You know, we, like you say, technology is advanced to do the robotic things for us now. What, what we as a society need and what, what employers need and what industry needs, we need people with those human skills, the, the personality traits, the innovation. And one of the things that we talk a lot about um, here within Careers Network is that a lot of the roles that we are, um, or a lot of the jobs that students who are studying right now will go into don't even exist yet, like you said. So it's very difficult for individuals to kind of select a, a job or select a career path when things are evolving so quickly with technology that you know what they end up doing and excelling at, like you said, or what what they end up being most passionate about might not even exist yet. So for for us, it's really um, kind of encouraging to see employers who are looking at testing students by by doing rather than your traditional interviews. And one of the reasons I say that is because when you look at a traditional interview, if you Google common interview questions, you know insert name of sector or company, there are hundreds and hundreds of resources available for, for people to find questions. And I'm not saying there's no value in an interview because there is, but I do think that with some of the more um, kind of old fashioned styles of recruitment and selection that put such heavy emphasis on that interview, it is easier for applicants and candidates to um, fake the interview or say what they think people want to hear and that doesn't necessarily show their work ethic that doesn't you know in an hour-long conversation with someone asking them to kind of tell you what you want to hear doesn't always give um a, an indication of what someone will be like when you get them into the office or into the environment so um the rather than talking you know so many students right now are saying that whilst they like to hear from employers, they don't want that traditional um, kind of old school presentation where they find out about things that they can find on the HR website. They want something different. They either want a skill session or they want to be doing something or finding out something that they can't find out themselves. Um, and I think that's, that's really important that you mentioned about kind of, you know, the house of cards game and, and how you get um, students to actually try out different streams because so often with grad schemes as well, you know, students say to us, how do we decide which, which stream of the graduate scheme to choose? You know, we know we're interested in this company, but we don't know which one is most appealing or they'll go for the, you know, like um, the jazziest looking stream or um, the one that sounds the most interesting when actually a lot of well, everyone has a different skill set. So a lot of people might be better suited to a different stream. So I think using gamification to help students um, or applicants try out these different schemes or at least get a little taster for them is a really clever way to ensure that you're getting um, the most um, successful candidate pool for, for what you're looking at. And I think um, I've been doing, you know, we we've been doing some research and, and things. And one of the things I saw was there was a hotel chain that put on um, on their Facebook page, they had put a, like a game of running a hotel. 
and anyone that got to a certain point in that game or that got so you know um to a certain level then was shown a do it for real button and was taken to a link for their graduate recruitment page to then apply and i think these kind of um initiatives that you're talking about and and that we see are really good for students to kind of try things before they go through that lengthy and arduous application process as well. Um, so I think it's it's really, really interesting. Have you seen, um, I know that that it's been just a few years so far, but have you seen, have you noticed um, any effects on retention of candidates or anything like that um, since you've been introducing gamification? You know, have you seen fewer candidates losing out at certain stages or dropping out at certain stages or is that all still kind of within the um the early stages it's difficult to get that that data yet it's early stages actually um mm -hmm. but I, I can give you another interesting data so once we started this gamification process um we have around one of our departments traditionally don't have that many people apply Mm -hmm. um, but that has changed. Last year, it has increased by 20%. Oh, um, wow. Most of them was after playing the game, they're like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought. Or, or, or all right, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't have the jazziest name or it's not anything sexy. But um, after playing the game, they're like, hey, this is actually what I want to do. Mm -hmm. then, then they actually do sign up for it. Um, so so I, think, I think it's a start. Um, some people, I think a lot of graduates, uh, if, if I can give them a piece of advice, and this is why we go to gamification and stuff is, for one, uh, most graduate jobs is quite the same skill-wise, yeah. technical or expectation-wise from the employers, because you guys, to us, are a white piece of paper um, about to enter the workforce. So so it, what's important is that we can draw you however we like. So hence, um, you should always be asking yourself a few things. Um, number one, do you want to work with those people that you essentially applied for and with? Because uh, they would be, you'll be hanging out with them or working with them for or more than meeting your parents or girlfriend or most of the people that you know in your life. So that's one. And two, are they the people that you want to become? Um, because to us, you're, you're a student, now you're, you're a white piece of paper, you're gonna come in, you're going to become those people that are, are, are working with you. And, and do you want to be like them? So if as long as those two questions is, I'm keen to work with these people and I do want to become my, my teammate, then why not? I mean, it, it's a good start. Um, I think a lot of part is a lot of students are afraid of the pay and all of this. Um, and this is to my final advice is when you're good at something, you'll always be paid well. Um, the Dark Knight Rides is Joker. If you're good at something, you never do it for free. And if you're good at something, no one would expect you to do it for free. I think so, that's, so I, that's such such a, a valid point is that like one, yes, money is important, but there's also that element of you spend so much time at work, you need to do, be doing something that you enjoy and that you know you're passionate about and that you can justify spending that much time of your life doing. But also, like you say, if you're good at it, um, you know, with milk, the cream rises to the top. So um, the people that are the best at it will always go the furthest. And if you find something that you're good at and that you're passionate about and you work hard towards it, 
that in it in and of itself will sh you know that will show the people who are making those decisions what they need to know and that that will kind of springboard you on that path yeah so 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 that's why so after we're doing this for 12 years i've like back in 2010 my first bunch of hires are now like mds and banks and stuff and 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 you know the second that they join like they would be successful um whether it's at this bank or elsewhere or wherever but it's it's this it's this advice which which i hope every university student can take is like they keep on asking a question should they go for money or should they go for prestige or should they do what they're passionate at the the answer is very simple working in the campus space and looking at all the seeds that were sold up until now all those people who succeeded were always passionate um like i've seen people who 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 started off in some bad firm but they they had good passion and essentially they will succeed um, I think it's important that every day, whenever you oh no, every day when you sleep, that you can you can tell yourself, I'm one step closer to my dream. I mean, that dream can change, and and mine has changed many times. Like if you asked me ten years ago, would I be doing what I'm doing now? I'll be like, I don't even know what gamification is. I just want to <laughs> do events and party. Yeah. Um, but but now gamification kind of kind of is what i wanted to do but but in a more tangible format so mm -hmm. so what my point is always go one step closer to a dream and your dream will always change uh, but that's okay but you're one step closer the sweetest victories are the hardest fought victories so so the resilience and the endurance and the patience to achieve your dream and then for you to find your passion and then to every day work on it that will always make you successful and and i think what gamification does is it helps you find your passion because it, it it doesn't quantify or objectify something that's not quantifiable or something that's just really subjective and it's more and it's not about so so i think in the past a lot of people looked at a very stable career path like mm -hmm. in the big four we do have quite a stable title progression but mm -hmm. in this vertical progression there's always these horizontal progressions or diagonal um like how do i put it so so uh, back at pwc i also looked after clients um okay. I, I had i had like two clients that i was helping out on and then now at kpmg though i focus more on back office but um but I pretty much get to look at talent performance. I get to look at many more things than I did in the past. So my point is progression. And, and when you seek your goal, you naturally would, would have your roles and responsibilities created for you. So- I think it's, I think it's a really good point though. Like you, when you're passionate about something, your role and the roles that you go for tend to naturally involve towards where your strengths are and where your passions lie as well. And there's nothing wrong with a diagonal move or a side move if it gives you that balance of happiness and passion and opens up more doors. If you can see that if you do a side move and it opens up a clear path in a way that's more interesting than the path that you're on, then a side move is, a, is definitely the right, the right choice. 
Yeah, so exactly. So in, on, on top of what you have just said, um, it, it's, it's something along the lines with when you're passionate about something and the leader identifies and you're self-aware that what your weaknesses are. So I'm not a perfect employee too. I have my weaknesses. You can form a team to, to cover your weaknesses and to make sure that you can show your strength. So this is the other thing that I find really important within my own team is um, everybody in my team needs to be better than me at something. And I also need to be better than them at something in order to make this mutually beneficial. So, mm -hmm. so why is gamification important? Um, so I've spoken a lot more about passion, um, about how you should strive for what you want to do. On the other hand, you also need to be self-aware. Um, you should know what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. And, and, and I guess there's no one that's perfect. And it's important that you understand the concept that one plus one is greater than two. And that's when your team really do exist. When, when my team of like 20 uh, produces something that more than 20 staff can do. Now that's synergy. So, so I think what gamification does is also helps you more self-aware because it gives you your personality test, gives you a communication style, gives you many kinds of these reports, which allows you to understand yourself so that you can work with others. So there's there's like four main kinds of communication types. Um, I'm, I'm the red type, meaning I'm the direct and brutally honest and mm -hmm. uh, critical kind of person. Um, but if everybody is like me, um, we'll probably be arguing a lot. So we make sure in our team, there's also the three other types, which helps us balance everything out, um, which at the end of the day, it makes us work more effectively. So, so I think a lot of times um, what gamification does is helps us understand where we can succeed, where we can succeed, helps the firm find out where you should be. Um, and yeah, so that's going to understanding yourself, um, hopefully, um, which is the final, final part is uh, we're probably going to start using this for promotion requirements. So when we look at all the levels, um, mm -hmm. there's certain skills that they need. Um, and then for certain businesses, there are certain skills that they need and then we make sure they can fill it. And if they don't, we can be like, hey, this is the part where you need to do. Then we can give you training to make sure that you do. So it's all about self-improvement as well. So self-awareness and self-improvement. I think that's really good. And it, it shows that as, um, as an organization, you're looking at not just that initial stage of, of kind of getting the initial staff. You're looking at where best to, you're looking at the bigger picture. You're looking at where best to place people for their strengths and to get the good mix. I mean, it's short-sighted of some organizations who want um, one type of individual for this business unit and one type of individual for that. Like you say, I think it's really important to have a mix on every team because then you know, you're, you're only as good as the sum of all your parts or better um, than the sum of, you should be better than the sum of all your parts. But um, I think it's really important to have that diverse mix within a team. And it's really important as well for um, organizations to look beyond that initial recruitment stage and beyond that initial um, kind of graduate scheme stage and look at where people can progress and it's not necessarily just on um, whether a project went well or an amount of money brought in it's looking at um, making sure that your staff have 
the skills that they need to be successful as they level up their careers as well. Um, and I think that's really important that, you know, for applicants or, or for graduates who are looking to go into organizations, you know, you need to look at the company culture and you need to look at the fit for yourself as well. You know, going, going back to what we talked about, making sure that you're happy in an organization, but also making sure that you'll continue to be happy and looking at what organizations do to um, support and develop their staff past that graduate scheme and, and, and what opportunities there are for progression as well. And I think using gamification, when you're looking at, for lack of a better term, leveling up your staff is a really um, kind of apparent way of showing that you do invest in your staff and you do invest in the training and you want them to succeed. And I think that's really critical, really, really critical for um, students who are looking at different organizations to go into as well. You know, you want to make sure that that you enter into an organization that you'll be happy with and that you'll want to stay at beyond the graduate scheme. And then I guess that helps you guys in your retention as well. And um, it's a very cyclical, um, you know, benefit. Just with regard to kind of gamification in the recruitment process, is there anything that um, students can be doing to help themselves be more successful in that process? I understand that, um, you know, the whole point of gamification is looking for um, skills in a different way and looking for personal personality traits. And it might be a case of, well, no, you can't prepare for it because we're looking for what's already within you. Um, but is there anything that students should be doing to um, kind of ready themselves for a games-based recruitment and selection process? Two advice. The first one being is we're moving towards communication as a key skill set. Yeah. Um, regardless of what kind of interview process that we do have or whatever interview process companies do have, communication is key. And under communication, there's a few parts that, that would be important. The first one is um, how you communicate, whether you listen, as well as every time you talk, like do, 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 do you bring something to the table? So, so it's not the one who talks the most. In fact, many times during these like, group interviews, we hire people who only said two sentences, but those were the key difference that yeah. drove the whole team's direction. Um, so it's about the quality, not the quantity. And, and the second part is be yourself. Um, I, I, know, I know it's easier said than done, but hopefully um, we consider, how do I put it? It's very easy for people to lie in an interview because it's just acting for an hour. Um, for an intern, maybe it's like a few months. Um, but as an employee, it's a it's a marathon. It's like a 40-year marathon. So why? Like, why would you even want to, like, not be yourself for 40 years for majority of the days in your 40 years? Like, that that would just suck. It's so depressing. Um, yeah. So so my, my point is just be yourself. And, and I think... Um, at the end of the day, and no, it's not, I think, it's, I, I believe it's factual. At the end of the day, it's not whether you have the right skills or not. It's whether you know where to put them or not. Um, and, and I think it's through gamification or through uh, as much interviews as possible to, to find out exactly where you succeed. Um, 
yeah uh, and 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 I, I and and i live up to that expectation it took me uh for my goldman job uh i used six months and interviewed like i sent at least 50 cvs a day for like and, okay maybe maybe i'm not that good but it was a lot of CVs a day. It was a lot of yeah. interviews in those six months. And in between, I, I, I had a job to make sure that, you know, I, I was able to give, you know, pay the bills. Um, mm-hmm. But but it took some time to find the right one. I, I think it's important that you do what you like and and let it be at KPMG or not, or my previous employer or not. Uh, I do think that everybody should 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 really just find a place where they succeed. And, and from my perspective, KPMG has been able to give me the platform to succeed. So I'm definitely staying at KPMG. It's just, um, where is the right place for you? Um, so anyway, those two are my key advices. And sorry, I, I added a bit more color to those two advice. Um, yeah. That's great. No, I really appreciate it. And I think, you know, you've given um, our students a lot to think about in terms of um, when they're making those decisions, what to look for. And I think, um, you know, given your breadth of experience and um, just, you know, the um, your track record, um, it's really it's really beneficial for students to hear. You know, we can tell them as a career service until we're blue in the face, we can tell students um, what we think. But ultimately, if students want advice on um kind of their career paths and things they will uh students tend to take it a bit a bit more from an employer because you guys are the ones that uh kind of make the rules and you guys are the ones that work every day in these companies you know inside and out um what you're looking for you also know um what type of applicants are the ones that tend to be the happiest and which ones tend to have that cultural fit the most so um, your insight is, you know, worth its weight in gold. So thank you very much for your time, Rocco. Um, just quickly going to um, KPMG China, do you guys have your date set for recruitment um, when it will open this year? It's usually um, early autumn, isn't it? July Sorry, 1st. I put you on the spot there. <laughs> July 1st. Yeah, no okay. worries. <laughs> uh, that, that, that is our dream start, but August 1st for sure. July 1st is my okay. Perfect. dream date. So um, anyone who's interested in in applying for KPMG, have a look out um, for that application process opening up for this year. Um, And Rocco, it has been an absolute dream having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it and really appreciate all of your insight. Mm -hmm.